Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast, and I want to encourage you to check out our website. On there we have all of our upcoming events, in-person services, gatherings all over the place, and if you're looking for a church in the MacArthur region, check it out. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, it's all there. We'd love to get to know you. Let's get to the podcast. Last June, when we started our first online services as a new church, June 20th to be exact, uh, we um, decided to take the first four weeks of our online services and share what we value as a church. We thought, you know, being a new church plant, a pioneering church plant, um, that it would be important for us to share what we hold in high regard. Um, because although the church is belongs to Christ and it's big and it's global and it's massive, uh, many local churches carry with them a unique DNA. Uh, and that's where kind of like the big church becomes the local church. I love the local church. Uh, like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all for, you know, big stuff too. That's awesome. But my heart, I believe that the, the, the hope of our communities is the local church. And may everyone church forever be a local church impacting their community, uh, not just getting lost in the bigness of the world, but but and forgetting the local people we've been put around, right? So let's be a local church. I love the local church. Um, and every local church carries with it a unique DNA, those kind of things they find important, their culture, their um, their unique grace zones. You know, some churches are great at doing big events. Some churches are great at doing uh, worship stuff. Some churches are great at serving their community. Some churches are great at raising funds for overseas missions, all sorts of stuff. But we, we thought we would share uh, our values, what we believe to be our core values going forward. And they were, number one, that we follow Jesus. We love him. It's all about him, his glory. It's about Jesus living for him every day, day by day. When people see, when people don't see, it's about following him. Number two is that we lean into faith friendships, not just association, but real faith community. Uh, not, uh, I heard someone say this week uh, that th- there's a uh, an issue in the in in Christianity today where we have Christian Buddhists, and what they mean by that is Christians who want to just live for Jesus, but all by themselves, uh, no community, you know, just them and their YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but that's not us, you know. Uh, you know, sometimes people can shy away from friendships and faith community because of hurts in the past or sometimes when we get around other people it kind of brings out the worst in us you know they bug you they you know you know I've heard people say I just don't do good with you know getting close to people that's because when we get in community it shows us who we really are right (laughs) and that's why we lean in to faith friendships not just association not just high fives in the foyer but faith friendships amen not christian buddhism Uh, but number three is that we engage in discipleship and these very much all kind of lean in and 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 tie into one another but our intentional journey towards spiritual maturity is our discipleship journey being christ-like we engage in discipleship and number four is we live mission minded and these are the value statements that we wanted to to lay out and we prayed through and thought through and studied through and they would help us kind of bring clarity to our priorities as a church and we didn't want to have a hundred of them 
We thought we'd start with four. We might add more one day. You never know. But those four are plenty to get us started. And so if you look at the DNA of Everyone Church, I hope that you would find those four things, that you would see evidence of those four things. Uh, and and in the past, we've spoken about all, all different uh, values. We've spoken about faith friendships. We've spoken about uh, discipleship. Um, and you can find series on our YouTube channel if you're new with us and you just joined in. We've got them organized in playlists, you know, our old grown-up series, our faith friendship series. We had a series on Colossians last year. Check them out. Listen to them on, on your drive to work in the podcast. They're all there to help you grow in God and also grow in getting to know us as a church. So uh, we want to take the next couple of weeks to focus in on uh, the value of living mission-minded. Living mission-minded. I love that wording. Mission-minded. Not only because it starts with two M's and it's easy to say, but it's very practical because uh, it's, it's not all about my mind. It starts in the heart. And that's what I want to focus on today, that it starts in the heart. Uh, my heart, uh, and we've talked about this before, in, in a biblical sense, is like my spiritual and psychological engine room. It holds my deepest motivations and secrets. It's the very basis of my character, including my mind and will. That's the biblical definition of the heart. It's kind of all-encompassing. You know, we tend to separate mind and heart. Well, in the Bible, it's, it's all kind of melded into one. So the point is here is that if God's mission lives in my heart and takes place in my heart and has priority in my heart, it will obviously be on my mind, right? Um, but if God's mission is not on my mind, well, does it really live in my heart? These are important questions. What is God's mission? Well, Jesus himself said in Luke 19, verse 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. That sounds to me like a mission statement. I'm here to seek and save those who are lost. God has a seeking heart. He does. He has a heart that is seeking after those who do not know him. And he's seeking after those who do not know him through me and you. That's who he uses to reach those who don't know him. Uh, and his heart is that all would come to know him. It says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, he does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. So uh, you can probably tell by now I'm not a Calvinist. Uh, I don't believe in double predestination. No, no. I believe that God loves the world and he wants all to come to know him. Okay. And he's done all that is in his power to provide a way to know him. And that's the God we serve. And we're leaning into Easter. You know, this is what it's all about. His great mission to reconcile and redeem the earth from sin. Come on, this is that's the gospel. That's what it's all about. And I'm sure Peter, who walked with Jesus daily for years, knew a little bit about Jesus' mission and heart. Okay, and I love that he wrote that in 2 Peter. And not only that, but Jesus, uh, he, he knew his mission, but also he gives us our mission. It says in Matthew 28, 19, 
This is Jesus speaking. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus says, go and make disciples. Notice he doesn't say go and attend a church you like, right? He doesn't say go and watch YouTube sermons. He doesn't say go and put emojis in the chat. No, although I do like a good emoji in the chat, especially the double hands. Uh, I love that one. Or the little guy with his hand up worshiping. I like that one too. And notice he doesn't say think and make disciples, blog and make disciples, right? No, no. Or, or post on social media and make disciples or ask your pastor to make disciples. No, he's speaking to his disciples and he says, go, go. And this is what living mission minded is all about. It's about your go, your go. It's about having a go in your heart for God. Uh, we're talking about having an awareness that I'm on a mission today. I'm on mission today. And the mission is to bring Jesus to everyone everywhere and to help make disciples of Christ. Amen. Not services or videos or songs, although they can help. The goal is disciples. Disciples. Are you a disciple maker? Is your life about disciple making? Is your life a disciple making life? Or I guess the more important question first and foremost is, are you a disciple? Are you just associated with Jesus or are you a disciple of Jesus? Come on, there's a huge difference there between just being a fan and being a real follower. Okay, a lot of people, you know, love to be a fan of Jesus. Fewer actually say, take up their cross and follow him, okay? And that's what it's all about. And this is the multiplication aspect of uh, living on mission. And that is, if I live to share Jesus with everyone everywhere and help make disciples, and then they in turn help make disciples, uh, that is where we reach the world, okay? And I'm not talking about running small groups, although it could look like that. I'm not talking about running a program, although programs do help. I'm talking about having a heart and mind that is set on the mission of Christ. We live mission-minded, okay? And not set on myself and my consumption of church resources, not on my preservation and salvation, not me, me, mine, mine, and my hobbies, and my this, and my that, and my sport. No, no, it's not all just about me. No, no, no. It's about knowing I've been saved for a greater purpose than just me. And I've been set apart for a cause, a purpose, a mission. Amen. Now, I know we have been through and we're going through a pandemic and isolation and lockdowns. And, and as a result, we've seen many Christians and even in myself. Uh, and we've all struggled with it from time to time where our mind and our, our, our soul is focused uh, on things that aren't the mission. Uh, we've all had a prolonged season of self-focus. My freedom, my check-ins, my rat tests, <laughs> my masks, my vaccines, my me, 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 my, my, my. I mean mine, I mean mine. 
you're a Beatles fan. But let's not let the mission become an afterthought. Amen. Uh, I want to live mission minded. I want to live to please God. And I want to live to fulfill his mission for my life, his purpose for my life. And is the mission on your mind today? Has the mission grabbed hold of your heart? You know, Jesus was mission-minded. Right from the start in Luke chapter 4, I love this, where Jesus, you know, he'd just been tempted in the wilderness um, for 40 days, 40 nights, and then he returns to Galilee and goes to his home village of Nazareth, and he went to the synagogue. It says in Luke 4 verse 16, when he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. So Jesus went to church. Now take note of that, all of us. (laughs) If Jesus went to church, okay, Maybe we should prioritize that as well. Of course, absolutely. The synagogue service consisted of prayers, readings from the law and the prophets and a sermon. And the leader of the service stood up to pray and read. And then they sat down to teach. And any competent person could take part in this. And Jesus was taking part. Um, And this is the first recorded synagogue teaching in the Gospel of Luke. So it's pretty important. And so it comes to his part of the service where uh, where he's to read the prophets. And it says that they hand Jesus the scroll of Isaiah. And now you got to understand something about these scrolls. Um, and that is, you know, the scroll of Isaiah was like over seven meters long, typically. It's a big scroll. And I've got a picture of it to show you. And, you know, it wasn't the easiest thing to maneuver. Um, it was a big scroll and um, had the, the handles and you kind of scrolled through the passages of scripture. And it took time and intentionality to scroll through. And uh, prob- probably a lot of time, to be honest, if you're just slowly scrolling, finding passages. It wasn't like Google or opening your Bible quickly, you know, like the, the, the classic, uh, you know, close your eyes, open and point. What are you saying to me, Lord? And he was killed in battle. Oh my goodness. What does that mean? No, I'm just kidding. But the point is, is Jesus gets up, he's handed this scroll and he starts scrolling. I wonder which scripture in Isaiah that Jesus would read. Probably a bit of suspense in the building as they waited, as he scrolled. And let's look what it says in Luke chapter four, verse 17. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. I love that. Jesus stands up. It says he unrolled the scroll all the way to Isaiah 61. He rolls. I just wonder what Jesus was thinking about as he stood and slowly rolled the scroll. 
seeking and searching, rolling and reaching. Come on. For the very passage of scripture that showed his heart. The first time he's reading this in in the gospel of Luke, he's scrolling, he's scrolling and he reads, the spirit of the Lord is on me. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. This is what he's reading. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released and the blind will see and the oppressed will be set free. You know, Isaiah is filled with uh, prophecies about the Messiah. He could have easily got up and scrolled and read about his birth, about his governance, his power. But instead, he rolled the scroll until he saw his mission. His mission. Jesus was mission-minded. And that day he stood and he let people know that the Messiah has come to seek and save the lost. Is the mission on your mind? Has the mission captured your heart? It's kind of like when you tune an old radio, you know, with the radio dials. You're turning the dial slowly. And there's a lot of static until you get closer to the signal you're trying to find, right? And the static fades and you hear the music. Whatever frequency that is for you, whether it's 103.2 if you're really Christian, 96.1, classic hits 101.7 if you're a tradie, I guess. But I see this as a a picture of us following Jesus and wanting to remain mission-minded and have his mission in our heart and see what he sees and hear what he hears and and love what he loves. It's up to us by the help of the Holy Spirit to eliminate the static from our mind and hearts to hear clearly God's heartbeat. Just like Jesus rolling the scroll and finding his mission, his purpose, what's dear to his heart in that scroll in Isaiah. And his heart is souls. It's people, it's individuals, it's groups, it's children, young professionals, families, older people, your neighbors, your co-workers, your friends, your enemies, everyone, everywhere. Jesus lived mission-minded. We need to live mission-minded. So what does living mission-minded actually look like? in my life. I'm not talking about becoming like a street evangelist and um, although if that's what you're called to do, all, all the power to you, but it, or, or um, taking a Bible around and smacking your, all your workmates and stuff like that. But I believe it starts in the heart, obviously. And the end goal is that people would become disciples. But that gap in between, that's the day-by-day living on mission. What does it look like? It looks like talking about the things of God to your kids. Hey, don't forget, you got to make disciples of your kids, right? Let's not just delegate that to the church. Oh, the church will make disciples of my kids. Oh, the Christian school will make disciples. No, 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 no. Your number one ministry is your kids, your marriage, your home. Come on. Uh, it looks like praying with a workmate. It looks like inviting someone to an Easter service. Hey, we got one coming up. It looks like helping someone in need. It looks like children receiving a heart operation in Vietnam. It looks like a life that is lived sent 
not just self-focused. The Christian life is a sent life. It's not a life that's just sitting. (laughs) It's a sent life. It's a life that has a go in it. It has a going for God in it. Sometimes we don't live on mission because we're in fear or, or we're worried about our reputation. Most of which is centered around me, a self focus. But living mission minded is not about me. It's about God. It's about his glory. It's about others. You know, Rick Warren in his famous book, The Purpose Driven Life, if you haven't heard about it, I... I, I Don't know whether you read books, but very famous book, one of the highest selling books in world history. The first four words of that book are quite profound. Here is this book about having purpose for your life. And the first four words are, it's not about you. It's not about you. How profound. And the foundation of having purpose in my life is to live for God. It's to live the mission, the purpose that he has called me to live. Amen. You know, when we first started sharing uh, this value, uh, Maria shared, and she's speaking next week, look out. Maria shared four quick starting points of how to live mission-minded day to day. And I want to share them really quickly with us. So the how of how to live mission-minded, number one, is to pray. God, I am yours today, you know. You know, as a school chaplain, I was a school chaplain for seven or eight years, somewhere around there. But um, I remember I used to pray. Uh, I wish I could say daily, but most days uh, I would say, Lord, I'm yours today. Direct me today. Lead me today. Help bring divine appointments to me today. So pray. I think praying is important. Number two is to look. And it's amazing how much you'll notice if you take notice, right? It says in John 4, verse 35, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. Wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvest that Jesus is referring to there, and that's him speaking, is people. He's talking about people. People are ready, looking for hope, looking for purpose, looking for people who are genuine, about their faith in Christ, who aren't just like, oh yeah, I go to church, but then I also drink up here and swear up here and do up here. Come on, man, be salt and light, be set apart. Listen, Jesus is calling us to look, okay, and see. And often we don't look and see because we're so focused on the task before us or focused on ourselves. Okay, so look, pray. Look, number three is to listen. Listening for needs. Listening for the prompting of the Holy Spirit. It says in James chapter 1, verse 19, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. So pray, look, listen, listening to others, listening to the Holy Spirit, promptings from the Holy Spirit. It's an exciting way to live. And number four is to act. Come on, let's act. Show, let's back up our, our words with action, right? Uh, and Show generosity, show grace, show love, show kindness, uh, invite someone, shout someone, do, do something. Let's make sure that we, to live mission-minded is not just to live with his mission in my mind and never actually do anything. No, no, there is action involved, amen? There is action involved. People are longing for, for the community that we're a part of. 
They might just simply be an invite away. Come on. Uh, So let's pray, look, listen, and act. Let's live mission-minded. Jesus was mission-minded, and he gave us our mission. And it starts in the heart. It ends with disciples made. And the journey in between is exciting, and it's something we should do together. Amen. Uh, Next week, Maria is going to be continuing this series and sharing with us. And look out. She is, I'm sure she's going to smash it out of the park and and you're going to love it. Probably have the highest viewership that we've ever had because Maria is speaking. This is how how it rolls around here. But we're excited about it. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for the church. I thank you for everyone, church. We want to live mission-minded. Lord, I thank you that you give us a purpose beyond ourselves. You give us a mission, Lord, to, to reach others for you. And I ask that you would help us, help us to look, help us to listen, help us to act. Give us boldness, Lord. Give us divine opportunities, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, church, I hope you had an awesome week this weekend. Hey, if you want to know more about Jesus, let us know. Head to our website. We'd love to get a coffee. We'd love to answer any questions that you might have. And we're counting down to Easter. Let's get ready for it. We're going to have lots and lots of fun. Have a blessed week.